0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh yeah, better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do
1: this
0: shit. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday edition of the show, continuing the Dueling Mock Series, where we've completed the AFC South and the NFC North, and today is the NFC West. Kyle, do you feel a little bit like a chocolate starfish right now? I don't
1: feel like a chocolate starfish, but I feel a lot of pressure right now. This is a very, very pivotal day for me in my efforts of not getting my ass kicked on my own show. Oh, it's all, you know, you know, me, you know how competitive I am. Seven to one does not sit well at all.
0: You should feel good that the one that you won was the Detroit lions who are the hardest group of fans ever in the world to please. So you won them.
1: That's probably worth like five, 70, 30.
0: You took that one. I've got it all (laughs) written down. It's all in front of me
1: oh so you got the stats too? oh
0: man this is important to me i just you know i'm just basking in in the victories uh this chocolate starfish wasn't about the 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 win the seven win oh, i have it's a what's up it's about the 20 minute delay in recording time that you put me through
1: no i just like to give you a taste of your own medicine every once in a while
0: uh, i did that literally one time I Dad, we
1: both know that's not true kyle i got i got a meeting i'll be done at eight thirty. we so can that- start at nine it's not control. Nine comes and says, I'm in the car, I'm on my way home, Kyle. I'll be there soon. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Joe reverts to some variation of you're so stupid or you're dumb, it means you got him and he doesn't know what to no, say. So no. he throws it out there.
0: That's what I've been I've been rock solid. I've been rock solid for You've a long been, time, man.
1: You you have not had a lapse in quite a while. Yeah. Actually, wait, no, that's not true.
0: Nope, it is true.
1: Weren't, weren't you taking the misses somewhere? And I was waiting for you. And she lied about how long the, the oh, time was. That was outside of my control. Okay, but it happened though. But I communicated
0: with you the whole time. This was this was bad, Cal. This is 20 minutes <laughs> late. I was ready. I pre-did my mocks. Okay. Ready. All right, let's do it. Let's so, do the mocks. So this
1: was, at, this was at the end of last week, right?
0: I think so. Friday.
1: Okay, yeah. so we're even because I just made you wait 20 minutes. So yeah. let's it's game All on, right. brother.
0: All right. Well I expect All a right. game moving All right. forward. All okay. right. Here we go. Seven to one lead. I'm I I'm up. Uh, just a reminder to everybody. And we have the NFC West, the what are the teams? The Arizona Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. Yeah. And um, I think I'll have you go first, Kyle.
1: Okay. This is a good group. So we're gonna we're gonna reveal the teams in the order that they show up in the draft order in the first round, right? That's right. So we'll go forty nine or we'll go Cardinals, 49ers. Uh, Seahawks and Rams. Would you like me to start leading one and two, or would you like to alternate? So, like, are you going to take San Francisco?
0: Yeah, I'll take San Francisco. We'll alternate.
1: Okay, okay. So Arizona Cardinals on the clock at one. Um, I am going to go ahead and have the Arizona Cardinals do what is becoming more and more likely to be their actual plan of attack, and draft Kyler Murray with the first overall pick. The reason being. That is the expectation with the fans. I don't want to give you guys anything crazy and ruin your expectations for a mock draft because it doesn't give you what you're now expecting. So you're going to get Kyler Murray, obviously explosive arm, explosive dual threat capability, uh, a unique talent. Him with Cliff Kingsbury has some exciting potential. So now the rest of my draft class is going to be committed to building out an offense that quite frankly needs all the help that they can get around this talent in Kyler Murray and try and accentuate his skills. 33rd overall selection is their next pick. I have them drafting Dalton Reisner, offensive lineman out of Kansas state. Listen, a good quarterback, a quarterback's only as good as his blockers in front of him. And the, the, the Cardinals right now, their their front five is Humphreys, Jr. Sweezy, Mason Cole, who's a third round pick last year, Justin Pugh and Marcus Gilbert. Um, So there's upgrades to be had whether you choose to play Reisner at guard, center, or tackle. I think he can do all three of those feasibly, but he's a guy who has excellent play strength. He's got a big reach. He's a big body. And then with 65, I wanted to give them a weapon. Uh, I ended up drafting them. The Cardinals have a player in Chad Williams on the roster who I thought they overdrafted in 2017 a little bit, but he's a pure speed guy. When you have a guy like Kyler Murray, who can push the ball down the field, can extend plays with his legs, make explosive plays happen. I want explosive receivers. They've got Christian Kirk who they took in the second round last year. I'm going to go ahead and draft Emmanuel Hall from Missouri as the vertical guy that can really push the pace. He's Chad Williams on steroids is really what he is. I think Hall early third round is an appropriate value for a player of his skill set. He's a home run hitter. Really like that pairing with Kyler Murray and then an offensive lineman in Dalton Reisner to help block for
0: all right Kyle so this is going to be interesting because you went the Kyler route and I definitely went with more what I would do and so we'll see we'll see I can feel that
1: second dub coming my way buddy
0: (laughs) we'll find out we'll see we'll see how quick the Cardinals fans are to move on from Mr. Uh, Rosen I'm not I'm not quick to move on from Kyler from uh from Josh Rosen with the first pick in the NFL draft I took Quentin Williams Defensive tackle from Alabama, guy that can be a foundation of your defense. Uh, One of those guys that's just going to make a ton of plays. His skill set is so good. Athletic, he's big. He dominated the SEC, and I think he's going to do the same in the NFL. And so since I'm calling the shots here, we're going to stick with Josh Rosen. We're going to get arguably the number one player in the draft. Uh, I think Kyler Murray, uh, in a perfect world, is nowhere near the first pick in the draft. But here we are. Uh, with the thirty third pick in the draft, I also went with Dalton Risner, the Kansas State offensive lineman. You uh, articulated well the need there for uh, offensive line and how, uh, Dieter, or excuse me, how uh, Risner can fill any one of those spots uh, for the Cardinals. You can really focus on getting the, the right five guys uh, on the field and really improve the talent of the group with Risner, who's ready to play. You don't have any uh, concerns there with his with his plug and play upside because he started what like fifty games for, for Kansas state. And so I don't have any concerns about him stepping in and helping me right away. Uh, I also went with a wide receiver with pick, Number 65, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver from Ohio State. Nice. Uh, he, he gives them uh, a lot of, you know, you talked about the, the vertical skill set there with with Hall. I, I mean, you get the similar thing there with Terry McLaurin, really good route runner. Uh, one of those super high character guys that, you know, the everyone from Ohio State raves about him. And you think about a football team like the Arizona Cardinals and under a new re- regime here with, with Cliff Kingsbury. And they've got some veterans. They've actually got a surprising amount of older guys on this team, like, you know, T. Swizzle and, and Larry Fitzgerald. But, uh, and even, um, you know what, Chandler Jones is kind of an older guy as well, Patrick Peterson. So there's some veterans, but, you know, who are those young up-and-coming leaders of this football team? I think Terry McLaurin not only helps you give, give a weapon for the offense, but gives you one of those foundational core pieces of the roster that's going to be good for the culture. So uh, to recap there, I have Quinn and Williams, number one overall, number 33, Dalton Risner, offensive tackle, Kansas State, 65, Terry McLaurin wide receiver, Ohio State. And I'm right back up here. It's my turn to lead off. We're going yes. to the San Francisco 49ers, and I think we're going to have the same first pick for them. Uh, with the second pick in the draft, I gave the 49ers Nick Bosa, edge rusher from Ohio State. I know that we have acquired D Ford to help us on one edge spot, but uh, hey, I'm not going. I'm not going to not pick Nick Bosa in this spot. Have a some nice tandem on off the edge there, and Ford and in Bosa. You know, we've got. Solomon Thomas who can give us some interior rush upside, and obviously DeForest Buckner and our Eric Armstead. So now we've got a stacked, and I mean stacked defensive line with uh with an edge rusher here in Bosa that I think has the upside to be one of those Miles Garrett, Von Miller, Khalil Mack type impact edge rushers. Uh, at 36, I wanted to get a weapon for this offense, a bigger bodied receiver. Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver from NC State. There's a lot of speed guys on this uh on in this core of receivers, a lot of guys that are really kind of ideally suited to work from the slot. Well, I've got a true boundary guy here in Kelvin Harmon that really does well to beat press car coverage. Really good at the catch point physical. Uh gives him a different type of receiver. And I like how he complements what's already on the roster. And is that oh yeah we got one more pick for the 49ers. Uh 67 overall. We're going to the secondary here. Going with Sean Bunting, cornerback from Central Michigan. Uh, you know, they've they've Akela Witherspoon had a good rookie season. He regressed quite a bit. Uh, in the second season, uh, Richard Sherman's there. He had a good year last year, but uh, he's getting older, right? So we need some young guys that can cover. We got a good athletic profile here in Sean Bunting. Good ball skills. Feel like he does have starter potential, and he's in the right situation here to uh, to not have to be forced into play right away. But you know, certainly has that starter profile and gives you look athleticism, size, and ball skills. That's really like from a high level, just that's what you're looking for in corners. And so to recap, Nick Bosa at number two. Uh, Kelvin Harmon wide receiver NC State at 36 67 we go Sean Bunting cornerback from Central Michigan now timeout
1: Sean Bunting went off the board
0: where I drafted him at 67
1: this is bull corn man Sean Bunting in mine was gone at 45
0: I tell you man this Draft-
1: variability man the, the, the Even the mock draft machine's out to get
0: me. Remember I got Jonah. That was that was a little, I, that was tough. That Texans one where I got Jonah Williams, felt here, yeah, what,
1: 23 uh, 20, or something? 23. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that doesn't work great. on it. this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got the screenshot to prove it was legit. So
1: Yeah, geez. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so for me, Nick Bosa, yes. Selection at two. It's a no-brainer pick. Joe, you did a nice job expanding on why that selection makes so much sense. Uh, even with the move that they made for D fort really like the potential that and the the flexibility that that gives the 49ers at 36 I went to the secondary and I drafted a versatile a very versatile defender in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson Ooh. to add to this secondary
0: see there's a slide right there there you go you made up for everything right there yeah,
1: listen i i think there's a legit chance chauncey goes in the 30s well in the, the actual draft just
0: he wasn't available, and it's my fault. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you, i find out here in a minute.
1: <laughs> okay, there's a spoiler alert yeah. for the uh, Seahawks at yeah, 21. Yeah, okay, there yeah,
0: yeah.
1: you go. <laughs> so, uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson at 36. Uh, he can do a lot of different things. And I know that the 49ers have Sherman and Keller with when they got long guys on the outside. And Adrian Colbert was good in 2017. He was bad this past year. I know they got Jimmy Ward as a guy who can play in the nickel. Chauncey could do it all. And I just think the more flexibility that you could have, especially in a division that has Sean McVay and Russell Wilson, that makes a lot of sense. And Joe, I liked your idea of getting a sp- a skill guy for the 49ers. So at the uh, 67th pick, there was a guy I was surprised to see on the board, Terry McLaurin, on the board at 67. So I drafted Terry McLaurin. For the San Francisco 49ers, as you said, just a little bit of a different dynamic versus what they're used to. They have Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis and Trent Taylor and Richie James. And the best big-body receiver that they have on the roster is Jordan Matthews, a guy that's got a little bit more size. You know he can contribute on special teams. Really, really like that fit with San Francisco because he is a pretty solid route runner right out the gate. So my three for the 49ers are... Nick Bosa, Chauncey Garner, Johnson, and uh, Terry McLaurin.
0: That's going to be tough. I think people are going to like that.
1: I like that group a lot.
0: That's, I mean, obviously Chauncey at thirty six is going to be. Yeah, you are going to take that one. You are taking that. Okay. Uh, so, but, so, but hopefully, I'm, people I'm, will listen to the podcast know that it's yours, and just because of that, vote against it. <laughs> right. So
1: it's the natural uphill battle. Bulls are going
0: out about. Eh, we'll call it five six o'clock tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Make
1: sure everybody has a yeah, chance to listen to the podcast.
0: We hate to put those out before people had a chance to listen. Oh, shoot, Kyle. I forgot to post the polls. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do it tonight. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll
1: lead Seattle. Uh, this one's going to be brisk. There's only two picks for Seattle.
0: Double the Bears picks in the first three rounds, though. So.
1: Yeah, it's, tr- it's very <laughs> true. They also didn't have to wait like 80 picks to get it's their true. first one to come yeah. through. Uh, so I had another slide here, Joe.
0: Bet you did, it's Kyle. Seahawks. I bet you did. Quinn and Williams to the Seahawks. Yeah, Quinn and 21. Williams. No, I was really digging gre- deep here to make up some ground. <laughs> it's, it's
1: Greedy Williams at 21. Oh,
0: okay. That's fine.
1: To the Seahawks. So in a nice boundary corner. Uh, this secondary has experienced a lot of turnover in recent years. And I know Trey Flowers came in as a fifth-round pick in 2018 and had success with the Seahawks. But that's more of a testament, I think, to the coaching staff and the system. Uh, don't let good players prevent you from drafting great players. I see Greedy Williams on the board at 21 for the Seahawks, and that pick to me makes all the sense in the world. Now, their other pick, 84. Joe, what did I do yesterday for Mock Draft Machine?
0: You made some adjustments.
1: I did. You've asked me three times
0: about them throughout the course of the day on Sunday.
1: And I've happened to become the beneficiary of one of these adjustments with the 84th selection. Okay. Ja'Kai Polite at 84 is a pick that I had to make because you got Frank Clark on the franchise tag. You don't know what his long-term viability is. If there was ever going to be a team that would be willing to embrace some of the question marks and, and feel like they could get him to buy into their locker room culture, it's Seattle. Ja'Kai has had an abysmal, abysmal draft process. I, um... So so he ran over five seconds in the 40 yep. he had an i think an eight foot six inch broad jump at 254 pounds, which is abysmal, like horrible terrible three cone he's put on sloppy weight he bombed the interviews just all around just a red hot mess but at the same time, go back and watch him play football. He knows what he's doing when he's got the pads on. That bunch is clear. I think Seattle will be a great kind of environment for him to really unlock his potential, buy into that locker room. You can get yourself a good pass rusher here who's sliding because he's bombed the last couple of months.
0: Sounds a lot like me coming out of college there. Um, Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you go? So you had uh, Greedy and and Ja'Kai Polite. Greedy and Ja'Kai, yeah. The the Jaguars fans did not appreciate your Ja'Kai Polite pick. So, what's no, that? they did not <laughs> Let's see us see how that goes <laughs> for the pretty Steel. emphatic. I'll tell you, man, Williams and Jakai, that's uh, that's interesting well, listen, and I, scary I, all at once, you know, right? Uh, so I guess I'm up for the Seahawks, two picks here. Um, I kind of everybody already knows 21. I took Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the uh, safety for Florida. Um, Look, I mean, this This is not the LLB anymore here with, with Seattle. We got, we've got we got no semblance of that. Even Shaquille Griffin, he really declined uh, quite a bit in year two, and we need to get some talent in the secondary, and that was the focus with both of my picks. Uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson is a guy that can do so many different things, a very versatile guy. I think he could play one high. I think he could play big slot man coverage, uh, really physical, a guy that has a, such a quick trigger, and you just love that about him. So I uh, like him as a versatile piece to come and improve this, this secondary, and then at 84, we're going right back to the secondary here with Joe, Joe Juan Williams. I know it's Joe Juan nice. I, I just have to say Joe Juan because you're going to spell your name like that, you're going to get called Joe Juwan. Uh Williams, cornerback from Vanderbilt. I mean, this is the kind of guy that Seattle just kind of gravitates for. He's like, what, 6'4", mm-hmm. 210, 15 pounds, something like that, and he moves really well for that size. I know he didn't test well at the combine. He, he made up some ground at the, the pro day, but I thought for a guy that has that type of length and that type of, you know, those hips, those high hips, I thought his foot speed was pretty good. And, um, you know, he, that length really shows up at the catch point in terms of how we can disrupt on the football and it and actually gives him a lot of margin for error, which I think really does show up on tape. So he's physical like you would want for his size. So, uh, you know, look, I, I think that you you consider some of the corners that have had success in Seattle, I think they kind of fit this Joe on Williams mold. And so uh, we've started to restore this secondary here with twenty one. Uh, Chauncey Gardner johnson from Florida, and at 84, Joe Juan Williams from Vanderbilt.
1: I like those picks. They, they systemically make a lot of sense for Seattle.
0: We'll see how crazy the the, the 12th man is about improving the secondary. Because yeah, if not, they're going to they're gonna go with yours. Um, all right, so I, I'm leading off on the last one here, right? The Rams? hmm I told you I made a splash with one of my picks, and it's the oh, Rams. It's the Rams at 31. Any guesses? Any guesses, guys? No, no. I don't want to know. Well, you're gonna know, you're gonna to find out right now. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. We'll see. We'll see if the Rams fans are about it. I think that this is one of the teams that this would just make sense for. With the 31st pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Jeffrey Simmons, defensive lineman, mm. Mississippi State. Think about this. I mean, look, the Rams are a Super Bowl roster, right? And they've they've added some pieces to it. I know they lost Sue. Uh, and we've got, you know, Eric Weddle in. And and this is going to be a team, I think, we, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, where I think that the Rams are going to sign players like Eric Weddle, like Clay Matthews every single year. Guys that are, at the end of the career, looking for a season or two to to play for a contender. I think they're, you're going to see this. And so I think that the way this roster is set up is that they can take that, that redshirt year with Simmons and get a guy that, let's face it, if Simmons was healthy and he didn't have the off-field stuff, we're talking about a top 10 pick and the Rams aren't going to be picking in the top 10 for a long time. so this is kind of a unique chance for them to to get a player that can give that type of returns and not you know live without that year one contribution and, and come back and have friggin Donald and Simmons in, in 2020 like good night man that's that's even more dynamic than Sue and Donald was last year. Uh, so I like the risk there for 31. Uh, I think that makes sense for me. And then we have, uh, what, 94 and 99. So with 94, I know that the that the Rams like a couple of their young offensive linemen they drafted last year and Joe Noteboom and Brian Allen to step in and be the starters where, look, Jonathan Sullivan and um, Roger Saffold departed this offseason. And, uh, you know, they're relying on those two young guys. Sean McVay was pretty adamant about that at, at his press conference at the Combine. And, look, they've got a great – I mean, a great offensive line coach in Aaron Cromer that can develop guys. But that's not going to stop me from adding to this mix because look, Andrew Whitworth's on a year to year situation and, we don't know how good those other offensive linemen are. Those, you know, those they weren't like their high picks or third and fourth round picks. Now, ideally, they can step in and be those starters, right? That's like that's why you draft those guys there. But you know, those are young players, and this isn't this is a, a team that's expected to make Super Bowl runs. So, anyways, with all that said, I went back to the offensive line here. Went with Bobby Evans, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. I'm probably going to find a place for him in every draft that we do at some point because I love. <laughs> Let's just get ready to say that. It's it, it, get ready. There's going to be a, come, a point in time where I'm going to take Bobby Evans. I love this player. Uh, can play right and left tackle. He's long, uh, really powerful hands. He moves. I think he's going to be a long-term starter in the NFL. 99, we went to the second level of the defense where, you know, look, uh, this the second level is pretty underwhelming. And so Jermaine Pratt, linebacker from NC State, I know you're not a fan, Kyle, but um, I am. I think that at the end of the third round, I think this is a guy that gives you starter ability, uh, safety convert, Uh, Love his trigger. He's very physical. Uh, Maybe not as tight as, maybe not as loose in the hips as you'd like. Maybe not quite as long as you'd like, but there's a natural playmaking instinct about him that I like. And I think he can fit into this defense, really challenge right away to contribute on the second level and give them a potential long-term starter there. So to recap, uh, 31, Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, 94, Bobby Evans, offensive tackle, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker from NC State at 99.
1: Okay. Well, we had a lot of the same ideas, Joe. So that's good. I also went with somebody on the defensive line to kick things off, or I guess maybe for the, the Rams scheme, he might be a guy who stands up every once in a while. Uh, 31st overall pick, I drafted Chase Winovich Ooh. to the L.A. Rams. Now, I know they got a Band-Aid here with Dante Fowler, who they signed on a one-year $12 million contract, and I know they have Clay Matthews, who's probably going to play predominantly inside linebacker, like he did the last couple of years in Green Bay. Uh, moving all around, uh, but you keep him on the field all three downs by playing him on inside in some situations. And I know Samson Ekubom uh, is a guy uh, who has had some productive flashes for them, but as far as outside pass rush, there's not a lot of depth here. Clay Matthews is older. Samson Ebukam is a starter. Dante Fowler behind him. You've got Trayvon Young, Justin Lawler, and Abanya Okoranku, who I liked. In 2018, it was a fifth-round pick. So some fresh blood here, especially a guy with a really hot running motor like Winovich, is a really exciting add for me. You can kind of move him. If you want him rushing off wide angles, he's a little bit better athlete than we gave him credit for. I think that's a pick that makes sense for them. Uh, we got to wait till 94 and 99. Uh, Joe, you went linebacker and offensive lineman in these two spots, correct? Yeah. So did I. Okay, so 94. I went with Bobby Okereke from Stanford, uh, a guy who is long, athletic, uh, really, really big tackle radius as a linebacker, and I think his mobility is something that, that gets me excited. Uh, you think about the Rams and, and some of the, the games that they struggled with last year. They were really kind of exposed, trying to cover backs in the backfield. Um, that was not an area of strength for them. So a guy like Okereke, who's a long-armed athlete on the second level, who can kind of step in and and chase some of these guys down and has tackle radius and some margin for error with how he addresses backs as he's closing in in space, I think is an addition that that helps them make some sense for depth purposes as well. And then on the offensive line, Joe, you kind of did a nice job explaining you got no nope, boom and Allen stepping into starting spots. Andrew Whitworth throwing year-to-year situation. But how about the depth? Bad, you see the depth, bad. the guys behind... <laughs> The starters right now Options everywhere, brother. They're into your offensive line backups right now are Aaron Neary and Jamil Demby. And that's it. That's all they got. Risky business. So I had, I had to go out and I had to get a guy who I feel like has solid functional play strength. He is my Bobby Evans. I feel like Connor McGovern. Yeah. I'm probably going to find <laughs> an excuse to draft Connor McGovern in the third round in every draft that we do. Uh, listen, these Penn state kids, a lot of these offensive linemen, they come out and, I don't think they're necessarily developed the best. Uh, we, we've seen successful running backs in Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley come out in successive years, and a lot of times they d- they just don't they don't have room to run, and it's not because of lack of talent up front at Penn State. Um, McGovern does have some warts, but he is a very exciting physical talent. He's got great place strength. He's got great mobility. He can climb the second level really well. He can block out in space. All of these things. This is a guy, you know, they they have two guys who are first year starters but not rookies, which is good. You know, if you're you're pushed for depth, if Andrew Whitworth gets hurt, you know, Joe Nopoom played offensive tackle at TCU. Maybe you kick him out and you could try and push Connor McGovern in the starting lineup if you need to. Uh they they would have some flexibility, but they need some depth in the into your offensive line. And McGovern's a guy who could be a starter for them down the road.
0: So what's the rundown there again?
1: So rundown for me is Winovich 31, Bobby Okariki at 94, Connor McGovern at
0: 99. I feel good. That's a dub for me taking that one.
1: You think so? Yeah.
0: Nervous about the you front. Yeah, 49ers and Cardinals, you may take. I think I'll take the other two.
1: Well, I'm hoping to just take a day. You know, I need to I need to win a day. Yeah. I lost 3 1 and then got swept. So I need some positive momentum. I feel good about my classes. I think this is going to be a a win. And then, listen, we're taking a day off tomorrow. We're doing takes on takes. So if you guys have any last-minute hot takes with the hashtag takes on takes, please get them into us. You can tweet us. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I am at grinding the tape. Thanks, as always, for checking out the Draft Dudes podcast.